You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Alhamdulillah, once again, uh, on Pertinence of Punctuated, uh, we welcome uh, Madina University graduate and Alim, a businessman, and a uh, he is also an imam at the Musalla in Durban, the place known as Sales. Sheikh Shreem Maida, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, Jazakallah Khair for joining us on your segment of uh, Pertinence of Punctuated. How are you doing this evening, Yashay? Wa alaykum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Brother Shafada and listeners of Markaz al-Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing fine. Hello? Sheikh, I can hear you loud and clear. You are loud and clear, Sheikh. Okay, alhamdulillah, I'm doing well this evening and Allah is blessing us. We just jumped to the new year 2024 and we hope Things are going to change for this year. We, we do things differently, ibadat-wise, and even uh, our concerns as Muslims, just doing things right, Shah. No, absolutely, Sheikh. And uh, whatever we do, maybe do it in the manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. And uh, the beauty is, uh, Sheikh, uh, we got, uh, you know, 70 uh, odd days and uh, there's a countdown to Ramadan. And we always, you know, our topics is also um, based around the inspiration that we imbibe from the noble Quran. But that, you know, whether, you know, insan he needs forgetfulness. Uh, keeps away from the beautiful book and the holy book and the book that is your and mine and mankind's manifesto. Uh, you know, sometimes it's forgotten because man is verily prone to forgetfulness. But that spirit of getting into it and you can feel how, whether you like it or not, the Quran, you know, overtakes you and it engulfs you during this beautiful month. But, uh, you know, let's look at some of the inspirations of the noble Quran and the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if all the seas were ink and all the trees were pens, but these verses of the Quran will never be exhausted. Talk to us about that dimension, Yashay. You see, Chef, uh, this is a simplicity of showing how great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. You know, if you look at something by symbol, uh, let's say huge and strong in uh, in body bird, it means the tree. Okay, you look at it, it's bigger than you. It's taller, it's got leaves, goes high. And if you look at the water that we're using, you know, we're drinking the same water, washing our clothes, cooking the food, which is a little version of it that is there for us to use it. And now you go to the sea, you see a huge amount of uh, water that Allah says, I mean, if you can try and use your pen okay, to write down and using that seawater as your uh, ink to do that, you could see that that would actually go off completely or finish before you could actually reach to the maximum of understanding the could of Allah's Allah. So okay, this is just to show us, to say there's parables that like this that Allah brings forward so that actually we must uh, uh, ponder and uh, see how great Allah is. You look another good example of parables that we're going to get in the Quran I'll give an example. You have your house, which is five meters by five meters, or maybe 12 meters by 20 meters. Just go and check how many pillars are there in that house just to make sure that there's a roof that is standing because you can't just put the house, just put the roof without uh, those pillars. And now let's look at the heaven itself. You know, you open your eyes and look up the sky. You want to see no roof, but this, that is sitting. You know, that roof is sitting there. Allah's Kudra is holding all that together. And I mean, uh, if we looked at the sky during the day today, you could see it's white and cloudy and whatsoever. And you wonder, you know, there was other day you see it is bluish. Everything is there and the sun is blowing hot. And now 
Allah brings all these clouds together from different areas, gather them to us so that they give us the blessing of fresh water. You know, that tells you that, you know, there is a lot that Allah does do. And all this, you cannot even be able to write. It even been given the seas and the rivers and the, and the lakes as you think actually to write down, you know, the, the blessings of Allah. So Allah has mentioned the Quran, you know, if you try and put the blessing that Allah has called, has given upon us, you'll never be able to put everything together. You know, even if we try to our level best, that's how great Allah is. So definitely, all these are parables and signs that Allah has put forward so that we must look with our eyes and I can start pondering about it. And then from there, we gain intelligence to start thinking, how did this work? And how did Allah do this? And yet when you do small thing, we have to do a lot of things in order to hold that small thing to work. And I mean, this even brings us to the good notch. If you look at Al-Khalil, Ibrahim alayhi salatu was always equal al, al Khalid, same, uh, same kind of sequence. Every day you see the moon, you see the sun, you see the stars, it's nothing. But one day you start looking with reasoning, that's when you come and find out and understand who Allah is. So definitely, the Quran is a book that we need to ponder uh, on its information and sit back and think uh, twice and carefully to say, how does it work? How does this work? And how did Allah create this and how? Is Allah controlling and making sure that everything works perfectly or meticulously without any faults in them, Shah? Yeah, you know, well said the Sheikh Shoei Maida. Then you find uh, different types of human being, uh, being uh, uh, receptors. Some receive the message and wholeheartedly when they hear the words of the Noble Quran, they break down into tears. Others have hearts worse than stone. And, uh, you know, they don't uh, believe in the Quran. And, you know, this is from the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when they used to take the fingers and poke it into the ears. And they said, just don't listen to him because, you know, he will bewitch you, Ma'azallah, and so forth. But uh, when you go through the noble Quran and you look at uh, Surah 41 Fusilat and you know it says uh, the unbelievers say listen not to the Quran but talk at a random but uh, you know talk at random in the midst of its reading that uh, you may gain the upper hand so in other words when that Quran is being recita uh, uh, the recitation of the Quran is being uh, you know done talk or make big noise don't let the you know don't pay attention this just don't let that uh, message get through and that has happened and then uh, you know in uh, our later times looking at uh, how these uh, islamophobes the burning of the quran and you know uh, uh, drawing of the cartoons of nabi sallallahu all this has come to the fore you know the point that i want to make here is that generations change but those people that are averse to the message they're still there sheikh no, no, definitely, you know, Shab, you just brought in a lot of good uh, examples there. I mean, generations do change, but actually the message of Allah does not change. And Jannah does not change, and the, actually the act of getting sick and dying will never change. We can change as many generations as we can. So basics are not changed. So which means we have to stick to the basics. You know, there's no generation that changes where people back will start eating uh via wi-fi you know because the changing of people won't be eating you know they'll just be filled by air you know we still have to eat we still have to use the loop you know we still have to go to the masjid we still have to get sick we still have to die we still have to bury the dead you know so which means the basics are not changing they're still there so the only thing that changes our understanding of a divine message that Allah has given us so if we do accept that there is changes yes that are there but the basics are not changing 
then all the better for us as human beings. As you said, you know, when it came to Dawa, even when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi went to give Dawa to, uh, to the people and actually they showed arrogance, it, it didn't start from there, Shah. And actually the other generation provoked a wrong one when it came to that. You look back to Nuh, alayhi salatu wasalam, you know, when Nuh got tired, you know, he said, you know, Rabbi Allah, I've tried to invite my people day and night, and nobody's taking heed to my message except them running far away from me. Whenever I give them the message, when they see me, they're running away from me. They don't want to talk to me because I'm giving uh, them a message. And it says even the time that I'm trying to actually invite them, you know, جَعَلُوا أَصَابِعُمْ فِي آذَانِهِمْ وَاسْتَغْشَوُوا فِي آبَهُمْ The same. You see, every time I'm trying, they actually put in the index fingers in the ears and actually pulling the uh, veils on top of the faces. You know, simply to say, we are not ready to take your message. Until it came to the point, Sharp, that sometimes enough can be enough. You know, which is totally the difference with Nabi Sallallahu Allah sent him as rahmatan lil'alameen as message to the entire universe. So which means the levels of patience that our Nabi Sallallahu was built with actually are more exceeding than any other Nabi. You know, you look at this very point, Jibreel came to know and said, no, you know, do what you have to do. Allah is going to accept you. And then he made dua. Rabbi la tathar ala al-arudhi min al-kafirina dayara. Ya Allah, don't leave one single home. Even a break that shows the sign of a human uh, actually dwelling on this earth. Because if you do that, they'll still mislead other people and, and they'll still do wrong things and they'll still not take heed to your message. But at the same token, Ya Allah, forgive me and my parents and those that have entered into the house of peace and safety and security, which was the Ark of Nuh, alayhi salatu wasalam. And that's how it went. And uh, until Allah let the heavens actually drop off amount of water that nobody has never seen before and swallowed the whole, uh, actually, uh, earth, the whole earth was covered in, uh, in water, Shah, just to uh, prove a point to say, if you go wrong as well, Allah can show you, as sweet as water is, we freeze it, we enjoy it, we use it to cook, we use it to do everything. But if Allah is very upset, the same water which is for our use or which is the basic necessity for our livelihood to live in and can't be the same tool that Allah can use to destroy us. So this is just another sign as well to see. We need to sit and ponder and think about it. The same water I'm drinking, if Allah wants, he can do. And we've seen it, Shah, you know, during those uh, disaster times where we had floodings, We've seen people dying. What killed the people is water. So definitely these are the things as Muslims that become as a parables or examples that Allah wants us to see with our own eyes. To say something that you feel is, is not harmful to you, is beneficial to you, is the same thing that Allah can use to harm you and actually get rid of you, Shah. And also, you know, when you talk about the Noble Quran, and it's telling you, I mean, the, you know, once again, we look at uh, uh, Surah 41 and uh, verse 33, which says, uh, who is uh, better in speech than one who calls men to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he works uh, righteousness and says, I'm of those who uh, bow down in Islam. Now, alhamdulillah, what a powerful thing that uh, who is uh, better in speech than those who call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those that call towards the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who, you know, show you 
and tell you, look at the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at the stars, look at the moon, look at the universe, look at yourself, look around you, look within you. You see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that person that is calling towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reading the beautiful and the wonderful and the powerful words from none other than the noble Quran. How powerful indeed is that speech when you, you know, mention even your enemies, you know, when you are giving them dawah, those that are averse to Islam, but when you mix it up with the Arabic, you know, say, cool. You know, you say, Hatu, bring, Burhanukum, bring me your proof, in, uh, you know, in Kuntum Sadikin, if, uh, if you are truthful. And, uh, you know, the Arabic alone, Sheikh Maida, he doesn't understand it. But the words and the majesty of the words of the book, it really it connects with the soul of that individual. And suddenly, uh, you know, when you give the equivalent uh, of uh, the English meaning, the person is. T- awestruck and he said no 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 or oh, awestricken i want to i want to look into this so alhamdulillah it's very important that you get the message of but you should be having that yakin so powerfully that uh, your you know positivity can even uh, when uh, there's bathel in front of you it can smash it into smithereens uh, your take sheikh <coughs> no no sheikh definitely i mean you just summed up something that's very beautiful as well you know, all that uh, draws back to the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu and calling upon Allah's name. And you know, all that actually gives you sat- your heart satisfaction to that. You remember what Allah said, You know, with the remembrance of Allah and knowing and understanding Allah Subhanahu definitely it eases and gives heart satisfaction. So you are totally uh, a person who is satisfied because you know that everything happens through the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And same time, part of that is sharp is uh, when you build up yourself in the morning, when you wake up, understand that, you know, today I'm awake simply because Allah ta'ala has given me life through that dua that we make in the morning. Chef, alhamdulillah, we say praise due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who given us a minor uh, death and then given us life after that. And this same way the pattern how we're going to wake up to Allah SWT when we're dead, which will go like we are sleeping. And when the trumpet will be blown, you know, you say, Hazrat Israfil alayhi salatu wasalam, sur punkenge, you know, when he blows that whistle on that desha, definitely that's the time we wake up, like I wake up in the sleep. So simplicity, it means we need to have that eagerness in our heart to look up to Allah SWT when we wake up in the morning and knowing that anything that happens through the will of Allah SWT and most of the bad things that come to us is a consequence of actually or a reaction to our bad dealings or our bad actions that we've done. So once we have that and keep doing good and being good at all the times, Shab definitely will never have a, have a problem. As you said, you know, the Quran brings everything. Even if you talk to uh, somebody who does not understand your, your deen, you tell them, bring your evidences. You know, let's let's chat, let's discuss, let's dissect the whole information. Uh, if you really uh, actually standing with that uh, on that notion to say you are on the best standing so let's discuss it open you bring your Quran and i bring my one then we discuss about it you see that you know definitely the quran supersedes all the books you must remember allah brought all the books which we believe in as muslims except uh, that uh, we do not believe in these other new books because they have been distorted and the information has been actually uh, corrupted in the sense that you find the so-called uh, book of god He's got a lot of contradiction, not even minor ones, but some that are even worse uh, than incest and uh, and uh, and the rest of that. Actually, things that are not right, which should not be done. And uh, you find some uh, 
of the information is when overridden, you know, like how we have in Islam, you know, homosexuality is haram, it will never be condoned. And you find the books are being corrupted and you find uh, the elders of the church, they say, you know, we cannot be pick and choose a let, let God to do that. But yet they read the stories of Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible and yet they go against completely. So it just tells you the sense of direction that people can be in other regions, which is contrary to our deen. We know that our deen is straightforward, whether you like it or not. You know, it's either you follow your deen or you're out of the fold of your deen. That is how we do it. So definitely, we must try for the best as Muslims to be in line with authority, uh, our rules and regulations set forth by Allah Ta'ala and then guided to us correctly by Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because that we will be right regarded. And once we are like that, Shah, definitely we'll go to Allah Ta'ala smiling, which should be an ultimate goal for every Muslim, Shah. Shaka, you know, you make a lot of sense there. If you read the Noble Quran, there's so much of purity there. The languages are powerful indeed. And, you know, you talk about the pornography that is uh, prevalent in uh, the uh, Bible. Uh, it is shocking indeed. I mean, there's a whole book that Sheikh Zee that Rahimullah wrote on was a combat kit. If you re go, go through that, uh, that can be... Uh, you know, actually uh, banned. But uh, when, uh, you know, George Bernard Shaw, the uh, great, uh, you know, Irish writer who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1936, uh, I think it was, and he said, you know, after he read the Bible, and he said, you know what? The Bible is so pornographic. Put it under lock and keys and don't let your young daughters and son uh, read them. And subsequently, when you go through all these verses and you see that, uh, you know, sometimes that the value system of uh, the West is valueless because uh, suddenly there are these verses uh, which the preacher or the preacher won't talk about on his pulpit, but it is there and creating, you know, different ideas of doing what you can do, committing incest and all that. We shouldn't, uh, you know, we shouldn't be even discussing things like that. But it is important for us to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in the house of Islam, how pure it is and how, uh, you know, we even are reminded by the Noble Quran, <clears throat> if you're looking at uh, Surah 22 and uh, verse 5, sexual Maida, it says, Oh, mankind, if you have a doubt about the uh, resurrection, consider that we created you out of dust, then out of sperm, then out of a leech like cloth, then out of a morsel of flesh, partly formed and partly uni uh, unformed in order that we uh, may manifest our power to you and we cause whom we will to rest in the wombs for an appointed term. I mean, uh, look at the Noble Quran, how beautifully it talks about, you know, uh, how the, uh, uh, the, the, the fetus is, uh, uh, is, is, uh, is uh, you know, evolving in the mother's uh, womb. And Allah is asking you, come on, contemplate, what were you created from? From a? Yes, from a sperm. And, you know, some of them say a dirty thing, a despicable thing. But these, every human being should be thinking, where do I come from? It's only by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I become a powerful human being. The same, you know, with the, you know, despicable fluid. Look at what I am today because Allah had mercy on me. Sheikh Shreve Maida. No, no, definitely. You know, if you look at it, I always say if you want to uh, attain guidance and be even uh, a professor in what you do, uh, start with teaching your children the meaning of the Quran because it is the book that has carried all the, all the information, all the knowledge that you need. You know, you're talking about biology now. You know, you go and read what they say the biologists. It's exactly what is there in the Quran that is 1400 years ago. So they're proving the factors that are there in the Quran already. 
So it teaches if our children are taught uh, the Quran as a book that they understand, as a book of instruction, definitely sharp. We'll have professors each and every year that are Muslim because simply they're getting a double dose of information. You go to mathematics, sharp, you find it in the Quran, it is there. Go to geography, you find it in the Quran, it is there. Go to pure history, not the one that they're lying to us about men uh, originating from an app and then they straightening up the cut, uh, the, the, the tail getting cut, and then after it stands, it became a homo sapien, a human being. Oh, that is nonsense, sharp. There's nothing of that sort. You look at an example, even when they draw the picture, they like drawing, sharp. Whenever they draw the pictures of our father Adam, Ali Salatu Salam, and our mother Hawa, you never see any tail hanging behind the back because simply that's not where uh, we originated from. We became human beings. But now you must remember, educational system is actually controlled by those that do not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they know the consequence of this belief. You can be turned into an app or into, into a pig or a swine. So they are the ones that went against the commands of Allah and they were turned into swines. Now to cover up the story, they say we came from apps so that we do not understand. But we do know that all it originated from the story of the Sabbath shop. When Allah Ta'ala said to them, don't go fishing on the Sabbath, leave it, it's one day that you have to worship Allah Ta'ala. Even if you don't do that, but it's the day that you lay down your tools, you don't do anything for respect of the Creator. And they went and did wrong. And when they finished doing that, and it was the Jews, let's be straightforward. When they went and did that, the elderly people among them shaft were turned into swines and pigs. And the youngsters were turned into apes and monkeys. And they said, yeah, that's where they come from. And I mean, it's just uh, uh, so, I mean, uh, amazing. You know, I hope you were head of the story. It could be about 10 uh, years back or 10, 15 years back within that limit where um, there's a, an old man who had a problem with his heart, he had a heart failure, and uh, they had to use the pig's heart uh, transplant into him, and it worked, it, it worked, it worked perfect. So that was not uh, a coincidence, sir. But it tells you that Allah can leave certain symbols that you must see. So definitely that shows you that the pig that you see in today originated from a human being as well, just like monkey, monkeys and apps. So that's why the heart is identical to a human's heart. Blood types, the same. The difference is that there's a worm that allowed us to create in that pig that you can burn that pig to a certain degree, worse than any degree of burning stuff, but still that worm will be standing there to show you that Allah is great and is kept up for us to understand and know how great Allah can be and how humiliating and embarrassing Allah can do to a person who does not actually uh, comprehend to the commands of Allah SWT and, and, and actually have respect to the teaching of Nabi Muhammad Shah. Yes, uh, Sheikh Shemaida, you know, already a point taken there, and you talk about that worm, it's a tapeworm that no matter what heat you put through, uh, it will uh, never dissolve, and it will only manifest in the body of those uh, that imbibe it, and Allah save us from that. Yes, uh, Sheikh Shemaida, when you look at uh, Surah uh, 41, when you, yes, uh, when you look at uh, Surah it's uh, Surah 42, and uh, the verse is uh, verse 6, and those who take... Uh, as a protectors, others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah does not watch over them, and uh, you are not the disposer of their affairs. Uh, talking to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that, you know, you don't worry about those that take 
others besides me as protectors, then Allah will not watch over them. Then you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you do, like what they are doing today, perpetrating genocide in Gaza, uh, duping the world uh, in, uh, you know, in, in whatever they're doing, uh, trying to make uh, what is uh, haram in the house of Islam, they make it halal, uh, you know, blatantly going against a divine decree. And these people, Allah has just given them a free reign till the time will come when uh, the disposer of affairs, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will take them to task. But uh, presently, even we sitting and watching this, so many have told me, Sheikh Shreve Maida, I just can't take it. You know, I can't sleep at night. Those visions that I see, those visuals that I'm seeing, and uh, this, uh, you know, zulum is just unbearable, uh, Sheikh Shreve Maida. What goes through your mind? You know, Shaf, it's actually it's a sad reality what we're seeing now in Palestine. And, uh, you know, it's something really that will give you actually sleepless nights when you go and point about what is happening altogether. And, uh, you know, as you said, you know, do not take the Jews and the Christians and your protectors besides Allah, what Allah mentioned about that. You know, definitely you can see who's protecting who. But, I mean, all the protection they're getting, Shaf, uh, the best weapons they can ever get to start killing people that were no weapons. It's not working. It's almost it's, it's, it's not about it's almost 100 days now. It's not working for them. Instead, they're losing all that heavy machinery that they've made. They thought this is the best machinery they made. They are losing it every day because uh, small people that only believe in Allah Ta'ala are bringing down all that. And I mean, it shows you. Um, uh, it's just the same like what happened before in the time of Nabi Shasalla. When Allah Ta'ala said, Nabi Shasalla says, you know, Allah Ta'ala gave you victory and actually made you prevail. Why a little on, in number, why a minority in numbers and yet you faced a huge army? So in this case, Shab, they do not understand something that we do, we need to understand, Shab. This is a situation that tells you that we Muslims we meant for the Akhirah. And those that are being martyred, they've been saying they've been given free uh, abode to Jannah, which is a blessing to them, to them, Alhamdulillah. And yet on the other side, because they love this dunya more than anything else, so they're trying to still learn things they'll say here forever. And Allah has mentioned the Quran, if you find the people that love uh, life more than anything else, will be the disbelievers and uh, the Yahudis and Nasrallah, they love you know, when things are going better for them, they would love to live for thousands of years just to be uh, engrossed and enjoy whatsoever this world can offer. And yet, you know, for us, Shah, it's not about what this dunya can offer. For us, we look for what the Akhirah can offer. So that's why even our people are being killed in that manner. But you still see what are they saying when they come close to the to, to the souls that are lost. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajun. Accepting straightforward before anything else. Not questioning. Why Allah? Why this? Why that? No, you won't find ways being questioned like that. But everybody is saying, Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah because there's a good reason why he's doing that. And I can tell you good reason is that most of our people that are gone from there, our believers, Shab, they're all going to Jannah. So they're parking and loading a lot of our believers in Jannah while the people are being loaded in Jahannam, you know, which is another angle of seeing it. And also, you must remember, this was prophesied by Nabi Shasallam uh, those days that there will come the time where they will steal as much land as they can so they can be located in one simple space. So when it comes to war, when it's triggered, that they've now managed to create enemies throughout the world. Now they go hide in one angle. Everybody will come from every angle to say, there they are. Let's face them. Let's attack them. And this is where it's heading. Unless, or Allah is just giving us a small taste of what is going to happen. But if this is 
uh, in reality what's going to be prophesized, definitely is going towards that route. And we'll see them invading part of Syria, part of Iraq, part of Iran, so that they can actually settle all of them. They're minorities, they're not big numbers. So they can settle there and the world will be watching where they are. And when the day comes, it will be very easy for this manifestation of Nabi Sallallahu to take place. So definitely, Shab, we need to do things right, you know, and uh, look in the Quran itself with actually a uh, sense of understanding what Allah is saying to us, not just read for the sake of reading, but let's read to understand what Allah wants. And that way, inshallah, we'll be safe-guarded Muslims and we won't be scared of anything. A Muslim shouldn't be scared of dying. That is how it is, and it's showing to us uh, through the Palestinians' effort to say they are not scared. You know, they say, come, do whatever you have to do. And because they know straightforward, my ticket is going to allow time. They allow to grant us that kind of patience and that kind of perseverance, perseverance and that kind of actually understanding that we live only for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. I mean, yeah, yeah, Sheikh, and, you know, once again, uh, looking at the Noble Quran and so beautifully, you know, the Quran, uh, you know, summarizes it uh, when the day of judgment comes uh, the world as we know it uh, Shaykh will be shaken to its foundation and men shall be scattered scattered out into three sources and uh, three sources those that are nearest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, that is uh, you know they are in exalted bliss the companions of the right hand Shaykh they'll be in bliss also and the companions of the left hand uh, they will be in misery and imagine that, that is all in the Noble Quran. And I think, uh, you know, just off my head, I'm thinking of uh, Surah Awakya. And uh, the, the, uh, it's there, you know, you want to be foremost and you want to be on the right-hand side. But when you hit the left side, you're in trouble, Sheikh. You're in big trouble. No, no, definitely. And Allah has mentioned, what are Nasu Sukhara, and you see people like they're drunk. But they will not be drunk, but the other one that they are here, but it's going to be severe. So, yes, we need to do uh, things right and uh, uh, understanding that one day we have to return back to Allah Ta'ala, whether how long we're going to be staying under the surface of earth or how long we'll be staying on top of this earth. But simply one day we have to go inside it where we're coming from. We've created you from dust, and that's what you do, Shaq. When you bury me, you do that. You pick up dust and say, from there you've been created. And from there, we're returning you back. And also, we're going to give you back to life coming from where you've been created from. So actually, these are the symbols, Shab, that we need to be understanding. To say, we are simple human beings created from simple materials that we can see with our own eyes. And we're still walking on the material that made us, which is dust. You know, and then we're drinking from the water, which is part and parcel of building us and making us a human being. So all this should be lessons enough to understand, to say, if dust can start walking the way I'm walking now, it's really amazing. You know, I am the product of the dust and uh, that Allah has created. And yes, yes, I can walk and I can do things. Right? This is what we should be proud of and actually be thanking Allah enough to say, Yal, I mean, from this dust Allah has created, which is actually a simplicity, a symbol. You look at all the foodstuff that you consume is also coming from the same source of creation, the same dust. You know, you plant your seeds, you plant them with dust. You won't plant them uh, uh, on anything else. You plant them on dust and you see you're having nice, beautiful bananas, beautiful apples, you know, beautiful strawberries, mangoes. Mention anything, you know, our rice that we're eating, millimeal, making pup, you know. All that is a product of this earth. So we need to understand that, you know, that we are humble creations of Allah's part and we need to be humble and make sure we do things right at all the time. And once we have that in mind and understanding, it means every time we bury someone, we know 
going going back to the original form where we came from, and also we are going towards some direction. When we're going there, and we know we have a purpose. You know, Wama Khalaktul Insa that Allah says there's no any reason in creating the jinnat and mankind except to save Allah in obedience, which is obeying what Allah commands us and also understanding the teaching of Nabi Muhammad That way it makes us better human beings or based of creation that Allah has creation has created because simply we do understand our roots and we do understand our purpose and we should have our priorities in order. Jazakallah Ya Sheikh I've already enjoyed your company this evening as usual, very fruitful indeed, and uh, lots of thoughts coming through from the Noble Quran. Ya Sheikh, your parting words before I let you go. I think you just uh, given the parting words, Rasul, obey Allah and obey his message, and inshallah, all of us will be at peace, Shah. Inshallah, Sheikh, uh, you have a lovely mashallah day ahead. Uh, don't let the load shedding get you. You get it. Yeah. You get an inverter too, I think. <laughs> you can be connected 24-7 by the Wi-Fi, Sheikh. I mean, everyone's uh, connected to the Wi-Fi. But inshallah, connect yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via the Wi-Fi of all Wi-Fi, the noble Quran. Sheikh Shreve Maida, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, it'll be time to join Morana Salim Karim.